0: good practice i think it was um energetic guys are beginning to realize that we're getting close to game day um but at the same time still some stuff to clean up you know coaches were never pleased never content so still some stuff to clean up but that's good we need we need something to chew on them a little bit for these next couple of days yeah coach how does the loss of matt Bushman uh, impact the way you maybe approach play calling with you and the other offensive coaches for monday yeah, that's a great question. And I'd like to start by just saying a couple of words about Matt, if you don't mind. I just, um, I'm hurt for the kid. I really am. Um, I've, I've been coaching for 28 years and maybe only another time or two do I remember an, an injury that, that, um, that saddened me as much as this one did, uh, just because I've seen so much growth in Matt the past couple of years, the way that he's, that he's trusted us as a coaching staff, the way that he's developed as, uh, as a leader, as, um, as a complete player. Um, and, and I have no question that he was in position to have a tremendous senior year. And so we'll miss him. We really will. We'll miss his leadership and we'll miss his play on the field. Um, however... The show goes on, right? And so the next step uh, for us as a coaching staff was to sit down and say, okay, you don't replace Matt, but how can we do our best uh, collectively to uh, make up the difference? And that's what it's going to take. It's not going to take any one player just taking his spot. It's going to be uh, a collective group effort to do that. And so there were some plays that um, – Isaac Rex might just take his spot. Maybe another play, Mason Wake might. Um, on some plays, we might play, we change some from 12 personnel to 11 personnel. Um, so there are a number of plays where we just insert another tight end. Some plays, we might target someone a little bit differently as the primary receiver. Um, but it certainly affected our game plan. And, and the first thing was to try to do our best to get uh, the right guys in the right spots. As a follow-up, How well do you think those young guys are prepared to face their first game on Monday? How do you prepare them and maybe some of the other guys that have experience with different roles? Yeah, so, you know, the two guys that tied in that will take the lion's share of those reps will be Isaac and Mason. And, you know, Mason has played a fair amount and um, Isaac has played a little bit. And so I have no question that the two of them have the ability to get the job done. Um, It will be a big challenge playing against a really good team and a really good defense in their first game. And so I I would um, suspect they'll play well. I think they'll rise to the challenge, but it, it will be it'll be work for them for sure. And the answer, I guess, a more direct answer to your question is just give them as many reps as we can to uh, to get them ready for those scenarios.
1: Jeff, uh, looking back, could you describe kind of this roller coaster of emotions you've gone through from when it looked like the season was on the brink till now, being on the precipice of a national televised game on Monday?
0: Yeah so for me it started the day that spring ball got canceled i was um we were in our in our offensive staff room preparing for practice and every few minutes something else would happen something else would get canceled and and, uh, Eric Mateo said to me, might as well just stop. We're not going to have practice They're fixing to cancel spring ball. And I said, no, I just can't believe that. And sure enough, before long, that's what happened. And I, and I was honestly depressed for a few days. I just, um, I, I just, I love football. I love my job so much that, that I was missing football there for a little while. And then I kind of settled in and really enjoyed the time with my family and, um, made the most of that, but, but I still felt like there was, a a piece of me that was missing for a while, and I love I love my wife and my kids as much or more than almost anybody. But um, but I was I was missing being around these guys, and I was missing the the purpose that I feel in in being a part of this team. And I think I think all of our guys were. And then, uh, and then having the opportunity to come back and practice was really cool. And then when we found out that some of our games were canceled, then there was a challenge and, and kind of a new challenge, and, and that was – are we gonna play? And I I just kept telling the offense, prepare to play. Be prepared to play. We are gonna play football again at some point. We don't know who will play and we don't know when that first game will be, but we will play football again someday. And and we just need to be ready for that day and for whomever is is slated on our schedule first. And and I'll commend our our team for being willing to do that. And yeah, the position that, that we're in now, to be this close to, to playing a big game is, uh, is exciting. I just I feel really blessed to be in the opportunity. And, and I'm thankful and thankful that when everybody else in the West is not playing, that we still get a chance to. Coach, I wanted to ask you about Navy's defense. Coach Newberry last year came and really revolutionized what they were doing. A lot of sacks, really a big uptick last year. What do you see from them on film? Yeah, they are a really, really, really good defense. Sixteenth in the nation in total defense, and they play in a league where teams score points. Um, and and tenth uh, in rush defense, twenty-eight sacks on the year, um, high turnover margin. They're they're good, and they return uh, most of their players from last year's defense. Um, a little bit atypical. From what you would normally see with an academy defense very aggressive um more more zero coverage blitzes than what i've seen from anyone probably since i was coaching at virginia tech with bud foster the defensive coordinator there who would call a zero blitz anytime anywhere and and this guy's kind of the same way and you know most defenses will reserve those blitzes for specific scenarios maybe the low red zone inside the 10 yard line or a goal line short yardage situation or the end of the game when they've got to get the ball back you could get you could get a a zero blitz on first and 10 on your own 30 yard line and and he'll he'll think nothing of it and then he'll also drop eight and play coverage and everything in between and so there's a lot of variety and um and a willingness to to go after you And so I I really respect the guy and what he's done there. I respect their players. They play incredibly hard. And it'll be a great challenge for us, to be honest with you. Follow-up to that, I wanted to ask you, in terms of your experience facing off against service academies, have you ever faced Navy, Army, or Air Force at all? Um, You know, I played against Army once when I was a graduate assistant a bunch of years ago. And then I've played against Air Force a number of times um, when I was was here before. And then I think maybe – one other time at some point but a lot of respect for for them and the kind of players that we'll be going against
1: yeah coach I uh, just want to get maybe an update on on the the running back room notice that there was uh, an or listed between lopini and and tyler algier uh what did tyler do to really rise up that depth chart and make it uh maybe a, an or situation between him and lopini
0: yeah so we have a lot of confidence in both of those guys and and um I think the first thing Tyler did is he, he got himself into the best shape of his career. Um, he's leaner than he has been, stronger than he has been, faster. And so I think he's in better shape than he's ever been in before. Uh, has run really hard and really physical in this camp. And then he's proven himself in the other areas as well as a receiver and as a blocker. And so he's, he's really stepped his game up and showed us that, that we can trust him to that extent. So I, I like both those guys.
1: What's the availability? There's been some reports about Hinkley Rapanti. What's his availability on, on Monday night?
0: Um, have to ask the head coach about that.
1: Is he season ending or injury?
0: Yeah, I'm not going to comment on any injuries that haven't been already publicly discussed. Coach, I, I just wanted to ask you, in terms of going into this game, you already talked a little bit earlier about how much you are, you've been looking forward to this. How do you assess the readiness of your offense at this point? I think, we're, I think we're about where we should be with the number of days that we have left. Certainly not ready to play tomorrow, um, but you never really are until you get to the day before the game. So um, I think we're about where we need to be. Uh, but, you know, when you're playing young guys, particularly um, when you're playing young guys in large roles, you just you you can't get enough reps of them doing the things that they'll have to do. Um, there's there's so much experience at a number of positions, and in some of those other positions, we will use younger guys in an auxiliary role, maybe at receiver or something like that. Um, but at the position of tight end, where you have young guys who are gonna who are gonna fill the entire void, that's that's where you just want every moment that you can have leading up to the game.
1: Jeff, you, you talked a little bit earlier about how successful this, this Navy defense was last year. But I'm curious, you know, that, that defense line that they have is a little bit lighter. You're looking at a lot of guys that are 257 compared to your offensive line, which is over, you know, 300 plus pounds across the board. I mean, maybe what challenges come from facing a a unit that maybe in terms of weight and size is significantly smaller? What maybe challenges did that pose?
0: Yeah, they're very active. They don't, they don't sit in the same spot and just let you block them. Teams teams like that typically are going to move around a lot, and, and they're no exception. They move around a lot. And they, um, you know, you're not 10th in the nation in run defense without understanding how to stop the run. And so uh, the way they do that is not necessarily with size and bulk, but with numbers and challenging blitz patterns. So what I mean is if you have six blockers, then they add a seventh and play man coverage or they create a challenge for your blocking scheme by running two guys this way and another guy that way and they'll present a lot of numbers on the line of scrimmage for us to block either prior to the snap or soon after the ball is actually snapped through one of those blitz patterns and so um, while they may not be the biggest guys they're incredibly active play really hard Really good technicians, play well with their hands and um, and like I said, they're gonna they're gonna stop the run with with numbers and and patterns.
1: And then finally for for me, I mean how, how important is it in this game to to have that balance against a defense that you know is, is one of the best defenses in college football from a year ago?
0: Yeah, I think we've seen that we're at our best when when we can do both. And and I've said since I took the job that I believe the best way to play offense is to present something to the defense and 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 put them in position where they don't know whether you're going to run a pass. And there may be some games where we throw it more than we run it. Some we may run it a little bit more. It just depends on on what's clicking that day and what the defense allows for you to do. Um regardless i think it's important for us to be able to do both when we're running the football effectively then our passing game's a little bit better when they have to respect us throwing the ball down the field it opens up the run game a little bit more so they work hand in hand and that'll that'll certainly be the case on monday yeah jeff you know reporters love to ask this question are you going to be in the press box or on the sideline this year yeah, I'll be on the sideline again. I felt like the that uh, what happened with us the latter half of the year was a real positive, and and I'm fortunate to do that because we have great guys on our staff, and with Arod and Steve Clark up in the box, um, that that provides me the opportunity to be on the sideline and and hopefully give something uh, that I can that I can give our team in terms of of leadership and and uh, confidence on the sideline.